volunteer, how you can donate money, how you can donate food. Call us at 761-2796 to find out the role you can play in fighting hunger. A box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's that Hand off his box A box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have Half a mind to leave you Babe that means I have Half a mind to stay Hey, it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food, and did I say hey? I should say hey, hey, because today's show is, as you might expect for early September, all about food critics, polka, and deep-fried beer. I know, that's exactly what I was thinking. Let's start out with a food critic, shall we? A few artists could be called food critics in what they have been singing. One of them is or are Kid Creole and the Coconuts with their song called Animal Crackers from their album Fresh Fruit in Foreign Places. All will be explained very soon, but in the meantime, do what you gotta do.
Oh, thank you to our food critics in Kid Creole and the Coconuts. That is Animal Crackers. Them are Animal Crackers. That is from a collection called Redux, Kid Creole and the Coconuts. Rhymes with Redux. This is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Why food critics? Like I said, I'll get to it in a moment if I remember. But sometimes I forget and walk out of the studio and suddenly... Anyway, beer. Beer is one thing that's really on my mind right now because there have been a lot of important pieces of information lately relating to beer. But first, before that, is always a first thing. Now, the Michigan State Fair, sadly, in Detroit, is no longer. This is the first year since 1849 that there is no Michigan State Fair. Now, I should mention there was an Upper Peninsula Michigan State Fair not long ago, so that's good, but it is a bit far away for those of us in the southern climes of Michigan. But the Michigan State Fair in Detroit, no more. First time since 1849 because of dastardly mean budget cuts, and I mean mean. But what else can you do in the meantime? You can drink. I'm not suggesting it. I'm only reading you information from various and sundry reputable websites. For instance, Newser.com. Food scientists told him it couldn't be done, but after much experimenting, Texas chef Mark Zabel proved them wrong and invented deep-fried beer. His ravioli-like creation... Wait a minute. Okay, deep-fried beer, ravioli, I'm... Moving right along. His ravioli-like creation to be unveiled at the Texas State Fair contains beer inside a pocket of pretzel dough. The beer remains alcoholic after the frying, and authorities have ruled that people need to be 21 to try it. Nobody has been able to fry a liquid before, says Zabel, who has filed a patent application for the cooking process. It tastes like you took a bite out of hot pretzel dough and then took a drink of beer. Zabel's previous creations include chocolate-covered strawberry waffle balls and jalapeno corn dog shrimp. Shiny Beast Bat Chain Puller. No, that's an album by Captain Beefheart. Beefheart. Deep-fried Captain Beefheart. No, we're not going there right now, but we'll meet later and we'll discuss it. We'll meet you outside. It'll be good. So that is the invention of Mark Zabel, a Texas chef. Isn't it interesting recently that the University of Texas came up with a study that suggested that heavy drinkers and occasional drinkers live longer than people who don't drink at all? Hmm. And along comes a fellow from Texas and invents deep-fried beer. Hmm. Well, moving right along, though, another blog called Jammy Wearing Fool says the following about beer. Thank you, Ron, for pointing this out to me, by the way. If you're there, Ron, hey. I mean, hey, hey. Right, polka's another theme. A place in Manhattan's East Village called Diablo Royale Est is offering the hopsicle experience, a frozen can of beer sliced in half and served like a push-pop for big kids. The barman witch doctors at Diablo, the blog says, have taken the icy bit quite literally, injecting, injecting the beer with simple syrup and lime juice, jamming a wooden stick into the hole of the can, and then putting it in the freezer for four days. The result is a genuine beer popsicle, which the bartender must saw in half with a serrated steak knife or a samurai sword to open. This is from Jammy Wearing Fool. So if you think the ideal meal is a hopsicle experience, which is a beer slushy with simple syrup and lime juice, washed down with, no, that's what you wash down, washed down with deep-fried beer, then you are somebody special. But 
This may top all of these things now. This is from Stockholm, where all good news comes from. Divers who found what's believed to be the world's oldest drinkable champagne say they have also discovered bottles of beer that are two centuries old at a shipwreck in the Baltic Sea. Bjorn Hagblom, a spokesman for the researchers, says they found a handful of beer bottles this week while salvaging champagne discovered near the Aland Islands in July. He said researchers who tried drops of the dark, foamy liquid liked the taste of it. Of course they drank it. Swedish beer expert Goran Winberg had questioned whether it would still be drinkable because beer is perishable, and it's been two centuries. The shipwreck is believed to be from the early 19th century. Hagblom, that's Bjorn Hagblom to you, said the oldest drinkable beer previously recorded dates from 1869. So this sets a new record for oldest beer drunk. Drunk by old beer drunks. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. And what goes well with beer but, of course, sardines? This is a theory. This is Charlie Chaplin. When I was three, my best told me about reincarnation. And ever since, I've been convinced, thrilled with anticipation, that when I leave this earth, it makes my heart feel warm to know that I'll return in some other form. But I don't want to be a tree sticking in the ground I'd sooner be a flea I don't want to be a flower waiting by the hour hoping for pollens to alight on me so when I cease to be I want to go back I want to go back I want to go back to the sea home for the life of a sardine that is the life for me cavorting and spawning every morning under the deep blue sea to have no fear for storm nor gale oh to chase the tail of a whale oh for the life of a sardine that is the life for me cavorting and spawning every morning now that sounds like a good time i could drink to that excuse me that is uh charlie chaplin and the sardine song i drink my lift i drink my lift to eric if out there you are if out there you are. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food. Words are making me tipsy. Now, as I mentioned, the Michigan State Fair is no longer. The one in Detroit, the one that's been around since 1849, is over this year. What are we going to do? Well, fortunately, the suburb of Detroit, actually an enclave of Detroit, which is, in fact, surrounded by Detroit, is what else but Hamtramck. Hamtramck's Labor Day Festival is this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in downtown Hamtramck. And polka. This is where we get to the polka. This is good This is good news, folks. On Saturday, Polka Floyd, that's Polka Floyd, is going to perform, doing songs of that English band in polka style. On Sunday, now get a load of this, there will be performances by the Polish Muslims and the Kielbasa Kings and Big Daddy and the Ladi Daws. There will also be a polka mass. We will get to that in just a moment. But first, a drink. No. But, okay, Big Daddy and the la Daws, or at least Big Daddy himself, are going to perform at this polka mass. Now, Big Daddy especially has been around. The Kielbasa Kings have been performing a while, the Polish Muslims for a while. But Big Daddy, according to his website, in the early 1950s, 
a three-piece band consisting of all brothers, began playing polka music throughout the Thumb area of Michigan. And one of them was Marshall Big Daddy Lukowski on accordion and vocals. He went solo. The group broke up. In the 1960s, he was featured on national television and radio, performing the popular Everybody Does the La Dida Oberek. I believe that one knocked uh, Eve of Destruction out of the number one spot, too. So that's Big Daddy. He's going to be performing a polka mass. We're going to hear a little bit of a polka mass later, not by Big Daddy. Perhaps our friend Tex from the Down Home Show on WCBN's Saturday, WCBN Down Home Show, could enlighten us on that. He has, I don't know how many polka records, but this is important. There will also be a pierogi eating contest on Sunday at 2 p.m., and there will be a 5K run on Monday at 8.30 a.m. Fortunately, the pierogi eating contest and 5K run will not be held in conjunction with each other. That would not be pretty. This is all at the Hamtramck Labor Day Festival. Information is at hamtownfest.com. Incidentally, Mitch Ryder will be the headliner on Monday at 8 p.m. Mm, that's at the Hamtramck Festival. Again, that is hamtownfest.com. Also happening this weekend is Arts, Beats, and Eats, used to be in Pontiac, now in Royal Oak. That starts tomorrow, and and that will also be, actually that'll be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in downtown Royal Oak. One bit of controversy, though, well first I'll mention some of the musical artists, Zap Toro, Macy Gray, War, Twist and Tarantulas, His Name is Alive, Thornetta Davis, Lots of good people playing Silver Ghost, all at artsbeatseats.com. You can find out about that. They won't have a polka mass, however. And there was a lot of controversy from a group called, I believe it was Open Carry Michigan, that fought to have the right to carry open guns at Arts, Beats, and Eats. Because you never know when somebody might throw some food at you and you have to shoot it out of the air like a cowboy and look really impressive. So they did, in fact, get the right to have guns at Arts, Beats, and Eats. A fellow writing in the Detroit News promised that he would wear a banana on his holster in response. This is all true. So this, fortunately, brings me to a polka that may or may not be about this. If you want to carry your piece at the Arts, Beats, and Eats, perhaps you can console little Wally, who is sad without his. Sad without a piece Please baby don't tease Just what you bake That delicious cake Can I have a piece please Just what you bake That delicious cake Can I have a piece please Like the way you bake Love to have your cake Just let me taste Don't let it waste Everything you have I'll take Just let me taste Don't let it waste Everything you have I'll take No one bakes a cake You know how to make Your special touch 
I like so much Your cake is very great Your special touch I like so much Your cake is very great So give me a piece Little bit at least Cause when you bake Oh what a cake The cake you make with cheese Cause when you bake Oh what a cake The cake you make with cheese La -da. Thank you, Lil Wally. That's L-I apostrophe L Wally. So if I said Little Wally, I apologize. That is Lil Wally and Sad Without a Peace from his album Suggestive and Hot. I think I'm guilty of a triple entendre here. That is Sad Without a Peace. This album also features such gems as I Like to Play, You Turn Me On, She Hugs Me Very Nice, you Know How, and Hot Pants. I don't think it's the James Brown song, but that is Lil Wally Sings Suggestive and Hot. And it says, a great album for your party. And he looks very happy on it, and I'm, that just makes me very happy. Unfortunately, in the editing, in the, uh, I guess you wouldn't call it photoshopping, in the editing process of making the album cover, he seems to have lost his right foot. His right foot has been absorbed by a giant blue oval thing. Very sad, but he seems happy nonetheless, and sometimes if you just smile and bear it, anything, anything can happen. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Coming up in 10 minutes, we will say hello to Arwolf, who will help us to face the music, as he does every Thursday at 7. Now, speaking of events this weekend, we haven't talked about the Detroit Jazz Festival, but that is also going on this weekend with all kinds of people. It starts uh, at Hart Plaza in Detroit with Tower of Power and a bunch of other people also performing. That's Friday. On Saturday, we've got Terrence Blanchard, Danilo Perez, the Fabulous Thunderbirds. On Sunday, September 5th, the Maria Schneider Orchestra, Mulgrew Miller, Kenny Barron. On Monday, Branford Marsalis, Alan Toussaint. Pretty amazing stuff all at the Detroit Jazz Festival. At the website is for this having trouble constructing sentence, DetroitJazzFest.com. Now, why were we talking about food critics earlier? That is me. I don't know who I'm blaming, but I found a very interesting article actually in the New York Times about former film crit, well, still movie critic Roger Ebert. He wrote for the Chicago Sun-Times for many years, as you may know. He was also half of the duo of Siskel and Ebert at the movies, and a very interesting article in the, in the New York Times by Kim Severson that was earlier this week. And Roger Ebert has a summer home in West Michigan along the Lake Michigan shore. And here's the thing. He can no longer eat. 
He has lost his lower jaw to cancer. That includes his tongue. So he gets his nourishment through a tube directly into his stomach. And what is he doing now with his life? He's writing a cookbook. And I'd like to read a little bit from this article to you. And he communicates with the person who wrote the article through gestures and a notepad, and they had a very good conversation. For a few days, he said, I can think of nothing but root beer after the weeks of surgery. After weeks, sorry, the weeks after the surgery that removed much of his jaw, he said he could think of nothing but root beer. And he circled back and again to a favorite meal served at Steak and Shake, the hamburger chain. He wrote about it last year on his blog, Roger Ebert's Journal. He said, a downstate Illinois boy loves the steak and shake as a Puerto Rican loves rice and beans, an Egyptian loves falafel, a Brit loves banger and mash, an Indian loves tiki kichat, a Swede loves herring, a Finn loves reindeer jerky, and a Canadian loves bran muffins, he wrote. These matters do not involve taste. They involve a deep-seated conviction that a food is absolutely, absolutely right and always has been and always will be. He says that he both writes and thinks about food in the present tense, asked about favorite foods, and he'll scribble a note, I love spicy and Indian, and offered to bring some New Jersey peaches to his summer home here on the shore of Lake Michigan, brings a sharp defense of Michigan peaches and a menu idea. Maybe for dessert we could have a salad of local fresh foods. So he has started writing a cookbook, a publishing a cookbook by the name of The Pot and How to Use It, The Mystery and Romance of the Rice Cooker. That is Roger Ebert's new book, and this is quite the inspiration, I must say. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and that's why I came up with the idea of Food Critic. Food Critic, well, he was a, he was a restaurant, not a restaurant critic, but in fact a movie critic. This is about food, and to celebrate Roger Ebert, and to celebrate freedom of speech, and eating, and love of food, we're going to play another Food Critic bit here. This is an excerpt from a 27-minute piece, but the excerpt is just a few minutes. This is Charlie Mingus, Charles Mingus, from Cumbia and Jazz Fusion. This is Charles Mingus's commentary on things. Who said mama's in the baby like shortening bread? Who said mama's in the baby like shortening, shortening bread? That's some lies a white man up to say. Freedom! Freedom! Freedom now! 
Charles Mingus, and that's an excerpt from Cumbia and Jazz Fusion. Again, a 27-minute piece, but a few minutes right there. In just a few words, not just a food critique, really, but a social critique, of course, that Cumbia and Jazz Fusion is on Rhino on CD, and Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, all of that. A critique of so many things in just a few minutes. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I've really enjoyed sharing this music with you. We're almost done, but I do want to mention something. Since we've talked about deep-fried beer and frozen beer in a can with simple syrup, I thought I might mention something healthy. I don't know. But coming up on September 11th on Saturday is the Homegrown Festival 2010 at the Ann Arbor Farmers Market. The idea is to engage the entire community around issues of food security, having enough food for everyone, and the environment of celebrating good food and local businesses. And there will be, to that end, a bunch of food vendors. There will be a tomato, an heirloom tomato tasting contest. So many different things at the festival. This in, The information is at the Homegrown Festival website, which is homegrownfestival.org. And music, naturally, the Royal Garden Trio, Los Gatos, Third Coast Kings, Jeff Grand, and the Grand Masters. And you can find out lots of information about non-government organizations in the area, too. Lots of people milling around, talking about food, enjoying good food. There will be silent auctions and so much more at the Homegrown Festival, Saturday, September 11th from 6 to 11 p.m. at the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market. And that is at homegrownfestival.org. Thank you for listening. So sweet, so sweet. Charlie Mingus, thank you. Coming up in just a moment, Arbel will help us to face the music, but circling right now back to polka, as we all must do in our lives. There will be a polka mass, as I said, at the Hamtramck Labor Day Festival in Hamtramck this weekend. 11 a.m. Sunday morning, a polka mass with Big Daddy. Now, I don't have a Big Daddy polka mass, but I do have, in fact, a polka mass here from Dick Pillar and his orchestra. Notes on the back, the information about the guest musicians, the arrangements, the cover photo, the recording studio, mixing by God and five other people, including Dick Pillar. Sorry, four other people. It's all there. It's all on vinyl. And this, to send you out, may the good Lord bless and keep you polka. Yes, this has been Pandora's Lunchbox. Thank you for letting that happen. And thank you for letting WCBN FM Ann Arbor be WCBN FM Ann Arbor. It's almost seven.
WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 megahertz. It's 7 o'clock and time for Face the Music. Mike, was the name of that uh, polka band leader really Dick Pillar? P-I-L-L-A-R. I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> That's really ridiculous, Mike. Uh, thanks. Yes, and also the uh, the Lil Wally sings suggestive and hot polkas. Uh, yes, the uh, I wish you could see this album cover. They really did apparently snip off his right foot. I'm very confused. But um, we do have some rinky-dink foxtrots for you, and uh, William S. Burroughs, Nornette Coleman, and Julius Hemphill have all promised to show up tonight. It's time to face the music. <laughs> 